This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk. This is on radio. This is unscripted. And this is without a doubt, of course, uncensored because tomorrow's here. <laughs> it's all your fault. Thank you. <laughs> and our good friend, Rain Khos. Rain is the South African pole dancing champion who has been invited to go to the World Pole Dancing Championships later this year, which is awesome. That's very, very big. Yes. You've got to talk close to the microphone. So last week was all about blowjobs, and this week's all about <laughs> poles. It's kind of we're in we're the continuing same thing there with poles. Yeah. Yes. So before we talk about pole dancing and all sorts of other things, we need to talk about this. We need to switch that on, and then we can do Ninjas. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is... ABC party. Dirty Dictionary Word. So if you know what an ABC party is, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. We would love to hear what you think an ABC party is. And how would you go to an ABC party? Any idea what an ABC party is? I'm just thinking of a cookie monster from Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, you'd go as a cookie monster from That's pretty good. You could go. I you also have go. this image of, of yeah. pedophile thoughts, which is not really appropriate. Hey. We already got to the uncensored and definitely. Mm. Yeah. So ABC. I think I remember it from one of the parties yes. I attended. Yes. But if you ask me, it's definitely a Sesame Street, a Sesame Street. fetish. Okay. Sesame Street. How do you get to that? Just explain. Sweetie, to me. did you see that? I don't know how you call it because in Israel they had their own names, right? Because yeah. it's all translated. Okay. So there's this porcupine, right? One of the characters. Yeah, I don't is like, really know. So the Sesame okay. Street so this characters. was what I grew up literally on Sesame okay. Street. And I don't know what was his name, but he was kind of really like had lots of spongy <laughs> parts coming out yeah. of him for his porcupine outfits. Okay. Maybe some people like to connect themselves to it or rub yeah. themselves against. Okay. And also they have characters. So one of them is like really grumpy mm. and he's really like annoyed with everybody. Maybe that's a stereotype you like. Or the other one is like, there's like cool, cool characters mm. there. Maybe it's a fetish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. Maybe. In, in South Africa, they coined it Yanya. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, right? How do you say yes, no? All the time. Yanya. Yanya. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah, no. Nienia is no, no. <laughs> yes. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah but yes, okay. tomorrow, no. Okay. So let us know what you think an ABC party is and what you would wear to an ABC party. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. 
Hmm. Okay. This is exciting. How did you get invited to the World Championships? Uh, by winning the Miss Ball Dance SA, becoming yeah. South African champion. Um, I got invited um, to go and represent South Africa as okay. the South African champion at the World Championships. Yeah. So basically, every champion from every country in the world is going to go dish it out to see who is the best in the world. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So let's put this in a little bit of context. I've known you for quite a long time, and I know a little bit of your story, yeah. <clears throat> but let's share it because it's amazing. So you started out as a dancer. Correct. I started as a male entertainer. <laughs> okay, let's so call it what it it's is. It's a male now. stripper. There we go. <laughs> and that was my platform where I got more into pole, and yeah. I used to use the pole as my big attraction or what was my my signature skill. Yeah. And that I developed into the pole dancing career and got out of the stripping side mm. of it. And yeah, just continuing with a pole and turning like full, full on pole dancing mm-hmm. as a profession, doing that now full time, teaching it all the time. Yeah, so you got a studio. Got a studio where I teach pole dance to the public, beginners, mm-hmm. to intermediate, to advanced. We have a competition team that competes um, throughout the year at the different competitions in South Africa. And yeah, we've just been growing strength to strength for the last four or five years. I think it's amazing, and I love stories like this, that Mm. you started somewhere, you moved it into something else, you used the stuff that you learned, and you just built and built and built on it. Just developed the talent. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's amazing. So how often do you train? At the moment, lots. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, for instance, on not last night, the night before, I trained all through the night. We I've only got out of training at 6 o'clock in the morning. Sure. Okay. So you get some long sessions, and then there's yeah. days where we train shorter, obviously, because mm. your body needs rest. Absolutely. So last night was a short session for me again mm. where I rested in. Today, I'm going again through the night. But mm. generally, um, the training sessions is normally two, three hours a day, mm. five, six days a week. That's standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an athlete. Correct. I mean, it's, it's a professional same, athlete yeah. at the same level. I mean, we have just been recognized as an official sport. Cool. And we're now in the trial period of going to the Olympics. Wow. So the Olympic board is actually having our, their eye on pole dancing in general. And hopefully 2022 will be part of the Olympics. Sure. That could be amazing. That's, I mean. That's the goal. <laughs> in the South African Olympic pole dancing team. Oh, yeah, it's it could Absolutely work. awesome. Look, yeah. it's so, so difficult. It needs skill. It needs discipline. It needs yeah, it's strength. It's balance. It's flexibility. It's everything. And it's so beautiful. Mm. You're literally in midair doing unbelievable things that you don't understand. And, and there's so many different techniques. It's just, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah. A lot, a lot of technique. And the best thing about it is when you see this move and you think, wow, it's impossible. I love what this, mm. for instance, on Instagram, you'll see a move yeah. or a combo and you're like, I'll never be able to do that. You practice two, three, four times, about the tenth, twentieth time, you get it, and you're like, oh, "Yay, success!" And it's like just falling in love with pole all over mm. again every day. You just keep falling oh, in love yeah. with the sports. It's amazing, you know. I hear your passion for this, and it's incredible. It's so awesome. It's beautiful. Thank you. So, where are these championships? Uh, the one that we're going now in mm-hmm. the world is in Beijing, China. It's called a little place called Tianjin. I don't know where in Beijing that is. But, <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, you can't really say Beijing and yeah. tiny. <laughs> it's tiny one village place. can be yeah. two million people actually. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's true. Um, that's this is the big one. So if you win this competition, you are officially the world's best pole dancer. Wow. Um, there is two other world pole championships, um, but they're not as this is the big big one. Okay. This is like the Olympics for pole at the moment. Okay. Awesome. So, so is this like all the, the, the different like world wrestling 
WWF and WWE and WF and WPC and like is there FU is there like is there a all those split? federations would basically get together? Ah, they get together. The okay, best. so they're not that's completely mad. Like and that's what well. this one is. Basically, for different federations, different countries. Okay. We're all good. We all won our titles in our div- individual yeah. countries. Now let's go and battle it out. Okay. And wow, how many men are doing pole dancing as? As an exercise, as a sport, as a it's whatever. It's getting quite huge in the world. Uh, men are actually now taking over the pole industry in the world, um, oh. where it used to be a female om- yes. o- or a dominant industry. Um, South Africa is still a little slow. We're still a little growing with the men. We're still a little shy. Yeah, I'm sure men are still looking at this of, and saying, uh-uh. Yeah, there's still a lot of thoughts about it. Where, where am I going to put my balls? They're yeah. Basically, they're asking, <laughs> yeah. where is the yeah. pole yeah. and me and my own pole? Because going the context, to? I think, for most men is still the connection to stripping. That's correct, especially in South Africa. But like I said, yeah. the rest of the world, they've really gotten over it. And it's fitness. We have There's mm. class studios that just do men. There's just men competitions for pole dancing. Huh. Um, but yet again, in South Africa, the men are still a little... Um, conservative But as soon as They've seen me On a pole Or when I do Performances They actually come to me And are like amazed And they're like Surprised at this big guy My size Doing what I'm doing Because I am yeah. One of the biggest Pole dancers big, in the you've world you've got An amazing body Underneath <laughs> Everyone's shorter And tinier than me So Yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that's my one disadvantage. I've got about. Is it a disadvantage? Yeah. Yes, because okay. I've got longer levers. For instance, my legs reach out uh, longer. So when you reach out longer, you've got to yeah. use more strength to hold you up. And yeah. yeah, so there's a lot more balancing and tipping and levering technique that I have to adjust and apply. Mm. Than a normal pole dancer, which is like normally 10, 15 centimeters shorter than me. So it's normally like a, a gymnast type body. Basically, yeah. Okay. Did you do gymnastics ever? Not as such. I've always been very agile. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to do martial arts. Okay. And from there, that agility that I've learned from my martial arts uh, went into pole. And because I had a good understanding of anatomy mm. from martial arts, it actually made pole transition for me so much easier because the anatomy, um, levering and physics works very the same than yeah. martial arts would. So there's a lot of the same levers because it's arms, legs, locks. Yeah. The principles are the it's same. Exactly the same. You know, I love that idea. So I gave a talk last night to an entrepreneur's forum about <coughs> communication in business that's based on the same techniques that I teach couples in my practice. And I love the fact that the principles are exactly the same and extend across so many boundaries. Platforms. And And when you look at… Um, you read, I read in a lot of different fields and I read a lot of what top people in the world are saying today in health, in growth, in science, in business. And the principles are all the same. Mm. The language is a little bit different and the jargon is a little bit different, yeah. but the principles and the ideas are exactly the same. Correct. And it's and an amazing Another thing. interesting fact that I found is um, I do a thing called Chinese pole. Now, that's a different technique and yeah. style of pole dancing where, like, for instance, I'm fully dressed in clothing, different style pole. Okay. And you go up the pole. It's more what you find in the circuses. Yeah. But now the techniques that we learn from Chinese pole, I actually incorporate that in my parkour because I started parkouring not too long ago. It's still new to me. I'm still developing. But I'm growing very quickly again because, again, the leverage and the agility mm. from my pole dancing comes into play there. And a lot of the techniques I use for pole, I used to climb up walls. And it's the same principle, push and pull with your hands and feet going up. Yeah. Now, I've seen some of those, the, the pole acrobatics. Mm. Of the, you. Thank you. Of the, of the Chinese guys. And it's amazing what mm. they do. Like some of the Cirque du Soleil yeah, type acts. Jumping from one pole to the mm. other, somersaulting from one to the other. It's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
So is anybody in this championship using two poles or more than one pole? The requirement is two poles. Uh, that's the minimum. Oh, uh, you have to have one. This is like a whole different <coughs> level of yeah. stuff. You need to have uh, proficiency on a static pole, which means it doesn't move. It's mm-hmm. you that's going around the pole and your body doing all the poses, mm-hmm. positioning and techniques. And then there's the spinning pole, which means the pole does all the rotation for you. So that's like a suspended pole. It's, it's still a floor and ceiling. Uh, connected, it just yeah. rotates very fast. Okay. And what happens on that is you've got to hold your poses, whereas on the static pole you've got to work into the poses and actually work to hmm. make the pose look good. Static pole you just literally pose, but on static pole because it's so fast you have to work on flow more, so you have to look more proficient. Uh, it's a different skill again than what your static pole is, just to get that flow and grace. So there's all these different disciplines, just like being a gymnast. There's a way. lot of elements involved. Yeah. Like I say, it's and from flowing, from dancing to flexibility to strength training to CrossFit. It all goes in. Do you, you know, maybe the Chinese can't, uh, or you know, I'm not saying anything against the Chinese, but there, you need to have a soul. To really to to do pole dancing or any kind of dancing, even in athletics, when I watched, um, you know, the Olympics or whatever, you need to see that it's not only technique. Mm. You need to see the passion of the dancer or of the athlete, and that's something that maybe even if you train all your life, and you you know, there's amazing, there used to be amazing Russian, uh, and it's again generalization, but athletes that just. The soul doesn't come through. Mm. Is that the same with pole? Yeah, you, again, we, because it's an art form, um, we try and get very, very, um, storytelling, especially, mm. especially yeah. this one that we're going now. It's, you don't have set rules like most competitions. They have requirements and you must do this and this and this. What's nice about it, it gives you free, freedom of range. So you can literally take your best stuff or whatever you mm. feel is your best story. And you've got to tell that story. And obviously you've got to live it out on stage. That's why we're on stage. And you do find a lot of pole dancers that's amazing. And they really look so great on stage, but you can see there's no emotion. Mm. They're dead. Yeah. And, but they're, they're flexible the and they're flair- amazing. Beautiful. And, but there's but no the heart's spirit. Not dead. Yeah. 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 You get that. <laughs> Rain, yeah. what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I don't have a Twitter okay, handle. Facebook? I've got an Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I'm what? a rain, okay. at rain pole junkie. <laughs> you need to spell rain because it's R-A-Y-N-E. Yeah. Okay. So we are trying to help you with this because quite simply, you need money to go for this. Correct, yes. So we are putting stuff out on our platforms and we would really appreciate if you could contact rain and get in touch and see is there a way you can help make this possible because it's an awesome, awesome thing. It's out there. So this puts us really at quite a forefront of development in South Africa. Like it is a big, 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 big step for South African pole dancing, getting us on the world mm. stage. Um, and yeah, this is the first time a South African has been invited. To this specific one, yeah. We've had South Africans go overseas to, to mm. various other world comps, but this is the big one that we've mm. been invited for the first time now to go and represent South Africa. So yeah, South Africa going into the world pole dancing championships for the first time is... Huge, so no mm. pressure, Rain. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, yeah. but you're not asking a huge amount of money. It's really, it's like a, it's a head start project, oh, and it's yeah. only when the funds are being actually if, collected. If they mm. get the tipping point, Correct. then it's actually going to your cause. Yeah, so only yeah. if I reach my goal target, then mm. I can. So if I don't reach my goal target, unfortunately, we will be having to miss this out. So please, mm. let's get this going. Because yeah. this is somebody who's put in. Enormous amount of time and effort and energy and years into this. You know, there's always this amazing thing about this overnight success. Mm. Your overnight success has taken you how long as a dancer? Uh, six years. Six years. Yeah. And all your life that you've been dancing and yeah. doing other things. Absolutely. So. 
So that's unbelievable. And the target is you're looking for how much funding? Because for our international listeners, it's a few dollars, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's 25,000 South mm. African rands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I need in total to get over there. Uh, so if I can reach that, that will be really, really great. Mm. And then I can go and represent South Africa and show the world that yes, SA has got talent. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. More than absolutely amazing. So please, we'll put it out on our social media. Please have a look. And if there's a way that you can help, please get in touch with these guys. It's an amazing opportunity and expression for South Africa and for you. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. So let's do that. It's a very exciting trip to be looking forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it will happen. We will make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's beautiful. Well, we just wish you the best of luck and, we want to hear what happens. Yeah, like as we will Sing posting the, the progress pictures. on Instagram mm. as we're going and traveling. So if you want to follow our handle or mm. so on, we will be sharing. Obviously, this is what's happening. This is where we now. This is what's happening. This is training. This is in China. Mm. Yeah, it's comp day. Awesome. <laughs> and your website, where do people find information about the classes, about what they you're doing? You can find me online. We've got a website. It's www.bodymindstudios. Um, forward slash Ravonia.co.za as my studio is based in Ravonia. We have okay. franchises in Pretoria and other areas, so mm. you can, if you're not in Ravonia, you can go and attend classes at one of our other studios, but uh, myself, I was predominantly in Ravonia. Okay. And have, um, have women been invited from South Africa as well? Um, there has been uh, ladies, two ladies been invited to go to the same comp as me, so we were free in total, but unfortunately mm. they declined their invitation. Okay. Um, I guess probably due to work or okay. other commitments that they had. So That's I was the one that said again, no. it's an amazing opportunity. I had to take it. So you're it from South Africa. I'm it. That's, that's the only representative. Well, that's amazing. No, we got to make this happen. That's it's awesome. It's really cool. I can see that already people are pledging and they're already putting donations and that's wow, amazing. That's and we're going to advertise it also on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, on Twitter. <laughs> so you can get more information there. And thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Yeah, and we wish you so much. We want to see us. that medal. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Come back world champion. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So stick around. We're going to talk about female desire. Hmm. Oh. Let me tell you where this came from. It was a very interesting realization. There were a couple of, of interesting things. So... <clears throat> Desire for men is often quite an easy thing. To get turned on is quite an easy thing. And to take that into a sexual space is an easy thing and often a very clear expectation for a lot of men. Yeah. I get turned on, I've got to do something with it. Female desire is very, very different. And especially the physical aspect of desire. So how do you go from desire of the mind, desire of the heart into something physical because there's quite a gap between getting turned on on an emotional level getting turned on on a mental level you see something that's exciting you read something that turns you on how do you take that into something physical and i had a discussion with a client in my practice this week who actually dropped the key for me in a way that i'd heard before but never quite heard in this way. And that's an interesting thing about learning because I've been learning quite a lot lately, which is always really, really cool. And I'm thinking of some of the things that I've been learning and I have heard these things before. And I know, and I know who I've heard them from and I can remember exactly, but they never quite sunk in 
And this was one of those moments hmm. where I'd heard this before, and all of a sudden it was like, ah, okay. Now I get it. Sometimes I'm a bit slow. Sometimes I'm a bit stubborn. Now <laughs> I get it. Sometimes it's just a matter of timing. Yes. So let's go from the beginning with this. Okay. The first thing that I teach almost everybody who comes to see me is how to create a sensual space for yourself or for you and your partner. And we talk quite briefly about the elements of this. And with what we've been doing with lifestyle lately, like last week when we did the blowjob show, and we spoke about creating a space. And we spoke about the fact that you need to be warm and you need lights and you need music and you need lube and candles and cushions and all sorts of things. And Set intention, ritual, we but, spoke about, yeah. But that's the important uh, okay. part of it. Okay. Okay. So the physical side, most people get reasonably easily. Okay. I need a light candle. Okay. <laughs> what it actually means, and this is the power, okay. this is where it came, because when you start to engage with this, you're starting to engage on a different level with yourself. You're starting to say, so I am important. My pleasure is important. My relationship is important. My partner is important. And you start to create that. And when you spend more time creating the space, you're actually beginning the cycle of desire and arousal. Hmm. Now, this is where it gets interesting. What is the intention? What are you actually creating with this? And you're creating the space to connect. You're not necessarily creating the space for sex. Mm. And that's a really big key. Because as soon as you're creating the space that you think is just about sex, you're short-circuiting this whole path of arousal and desire to a space of pressure. Now that doesn't mean that you can't have sex and it doesn't mean that you can't create a space for something sexual. But very often if that's all that there is, you cut out this whole path of desire and very often the sexual desire is not there because you short-circuited this whole process. So for women, and I'm making a generalized statement here, and there are times where the arousal is really quick and I just want to have sex. But a lot of times it's more about the connection and the intimacy than the sex. And the sex flows from that. So the intention is that I'm creating a space to connect with my partner. And then let's see what happens. And in that I'm giving somebody amazing freedom. I'm giving them choice. And we are creating something that's deeper. So the analogy that I often use for this is about creating, building a fire. So if you take these really big logs and you throw some petrol on and you light it, it's going to burn. But it's not going to burn for long because there's no sustenance, there's no substance to that. But if you start slowly and you put some fire lighters and you put some twigs and you light that and then you add some sticks and then eventually you've got this inferno but it takes time to burn. And then, more often than not, sex comes as a natural expression of that, more than that being the goal. It touches me in, in many ways. 
it touches it makes sense for also a lot of a lot of teachings from you so when i hear what you're saying i hear that the goal just drops off so the goal of orgasm which is sex and again orgasms can be great but it it kind of it and that's one thing you said yesterday in the event about the communication hard conversations and the connection between sex and business that take out the goal is so important to any creativity and intention intentional space so even in business if you say okay i know i want to make money but if i take out the goal i can all of a sudden be creative because i don't know john t emphasized yesterday the the fact that let's take it from step one. Let's not try to predict the whole way to success or to sexual pleasure or to sexual freedom or whatever. Let's just set the stepping stone. So first of all, it touches me there because women get, I get, let me speak for myself. I get extremely aroused from possibility. So when something is new and exciting and when I don't know what my partner is going to do next, but when I see that he's communicating and he's there in the room or she, <laughs> then I really feel that there's authenticity. And so many coins are actually that you coined through the years that I've been listening with you and to you. So there's intention, which means you are here and present. There's intention, which means you want to connect. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. Maybe mm. we're just going to caress each other. Maybe I'm going to give you the most unbelievable blowjob. Maybe we're going to fuck for six hours, but we have to listen to what's really alive within us. And arousal is a very physical thing. And I read a lot of Cosmo just to laugh, you know, or woman, health woman. And it's great that they, you know, they give all these physical symptoms for arousal. And they do acknowledge the fact that women take 20 to 45 minutes just to get to the same arousal level of real fire. But nobody talks to you how to get there. Mm. So, oh, just put some nice music and get the candles, but where's the intention mm. and all of that? That's such a mysterious void. Yeah. So that's where it really touches so, me. So you start with the idea, and the more you engage with this idea of creating the space, that's when you're beginning to engage with your arousal, because you're beginning to engage with possibility. And what comes up? What comes up? It's, yeah. It's like a whole space for, let's see what comes up. And where do you go from I never that? knew I'm going to be able to squirt when I was still so uh, focused on to show that I'm having a good time mm. and to perform and to <laughs> having issues with my body, trying to look better than what I think I, I do. And when I surrender, when I started to surrender and to be present and not so much be in my head, that was also... Um, an agreement yeah. with my partner that I'm here and I'm willing to investigate and I'm willing to explore and to have so much more. Mm. And it becomes very much about kind of subtlety in a way. So there's times where you want to send a WhatsApp saying, I really want to fuck your horn fast and I want to put my in and you get all specific and explicit. But if you start with something that's more subtle and you engage with it, you, yeah, you so you say it. to somebody, I'm sending you a kiss. You're not saying where you're sending the kiss. Mm. And then they say, ooh. And then your next thing is, so where do you feel the kiss? Mm. And that's about where they are experiencing it. Oh, I feel that on my neck. Oh, let's explore that. Hmm. 
and you're kind of shifting that perspective into let's engage on a different level. And you're awakening something that's more about sensuality, and that's the key. And a lot of what you do is about awakening that in women. Mm-hmm. Correct. It makes women more confident in themselves. It brings out the sensuality because of the dancing. Yeah. Um, we give, we teach ladies confidence without teaching them confidence. Um, they, you build that uh, as a natural, yeah. um, thing, doing pole dancing, for example. We also have sensual classes, which we do sensual fitness, mm. where ladies can come. It's just them. They get on a chair and they can be sexy and we teach them how to be and sensual and how to dance mm. and how to move and how to, Tease the husbands or how to arouse the, wife. the husband or the wife yeah. or the partner. Let's be <laughs> LBGTI. <laughs> Q plus whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's a really, really good sport and for all those reasons. Mm. Yeah. It is. It, it, it makes you be proud of yourself. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. It becomes an amazing way in when you start looking at that and get that goal out of the equation. And, you know, it's very much this idea that I've been teaching and working with a lot lately is focus on questions rather than answers. So in this space, where can we go? What could happen? What could I feel? What could we experience? How can we connect? And we just simply take that idea of this is how it has to be, which is the goal, right out of that equation. We open to possibilities. And then that desire starts to translate more into your body. But it starts with this idea of creating the space. And this, it's not just a physical space. It's very much an emotional space. It's a heart space. It's a communication space. It's a talk space. It's an idea space. And it's very interesting that a lot of the conversations about sex we have been having for so long, we are having the same conversations because a lot of times people are not learning. And one of the biggest learnings in this is it starts way before you think you're going to get to the sex. And it doesn't matter how long that is. And there are times, so let's be clear here. There are times where just the sex is amazing. Let's fuck. And everybody wants to do that and it's awesome and you have orgasms or you don't and it's beautiful and you get up and you walk away and you go back to doing your thing. But when you want something more, that's what you do. And the interesting thing is when you do this, then the other just sexual stuff tends to flow much more and much easier. Because you realize that there's much greater choice in it. I had tears of gratitude the other day. <laughs> when I said to my, to my partner, I said to him, just, I, it's amazing, but it's ingrained. I just said, thank you for, you know, for, for having this, this few hours with me now and giving me so much pleasure. And it sounds maybe silly. And it sounds for me silly sometimes that I, after all this journey, I'm still so grateful, you know, like, obviously, like you give me pleasure, like, hello, but not at all. It's still a space for me that is humbled and still the the inner child or the growing up, you know, the girl that grew up thought she has to please men 
or whoever, doesn't matter, I used to please everybody, just not necessarily sexually, but to please people to be loved. And that space that through work with Jonti and healing with Jonti, I, I could open that space of understanding, acceptance, um, and pleasure. And it used to be so limited to if I'm wet or if I'm, if, you know, if I'm not. And I had to actually educate my partners to explain, you know, this means nothing. If I'm not, um, wet, it doesn't mean I'm not aroused at this point. It just means that maybe there was a shift of energy. Maybe I'm just, you know, I thought of something else for a moment. And yes, you have to work. And it's just, you know, it goes back to basics of how does a woman get turned on? It's just physically different. I need time. And that's a huge understanding that the physical signs of arousal are not always a direct expression no. of what's happening at deep it's levels inside. It's not enough. Inside. A little bit of kissing, a little bit of yeah. breast And you think licking. just because a woman's wet, she's turned on. That's not always the case because sometimes that's a physiological response. And mm. some women are going to experience that more than others. And even if she's wet, does that mean you're going to penetrate now? Mm. Like is that an immediate invitation because let's seize the day or can I maybe take her fire and make it bigger? Can I maybe see what else is possible? Because that invitation is also so limiting. It's just limiting. It just means, oh, she's wet. I've done my thing. And I think couples, and I'm challenging people to ask us questions or participate, but I'm actually challenging people out there and asking, if you, even if you have an amazing relationship, are you not falling in the same traps? Are you not saying, okay, you know, she's so wet. She's so ready mm. for me. Let's just do it because today is just, that's what it is. Have you ever thought of what else will be possible if I'm just going to play some more and see from if she's so happy and turned on now, what else can come? Is there a monster? I don't even know. Maybe that's it. And it takes time to reveal all of that. And we don't know it. We just don't mm. know it for ourselves. I didn't know. I remember mm. one of my partners 10 years ago asked me, what do you like? What do you like? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then there's another aspect of desire that I want to share. And this came up in a conversation with someone yesterday, and it was the most beautiful learning for me. It was, wow, that's amazing. Mm. The interesting thing is we think that a sexual experience starts at the beginning of whatever the experience is going to be. Let's shift a perspective to say that the next sexual experience starts at the end of this one. Mm. Yes. How do we end the experience? How do we end what we've been doing? So we've had sex, we've had this orgasm, or we've done whatever, and what do we do now? Switch off, go to sleep, turn around to the other side. And that's it. And thank you, or no, whatever (laughs) it is. Instead of saying, let's extend that. So I wrote a Really cool article a while ago. It was called How to Make the Afterglow Last. Yeah, I remember that one. And that extends into what you're going to do next. So it's this continuous process. It's not this fire that has been burning and all of a sudden that's the end of the fire and you let it go out. How about the idea that you don't let that fire go out, that it goes really low and there's just some coals there. And every now and then you just blow on those coals that go and they come up again. It becomes sacred. And and they don't have to come into 
a fire. It's just a little flame and it burns for a little bit. And it comes again. And now you put just a little small thing on to burn that. Oh, and there's just a little, little fire and a little bit of heat. <gasps> and then we let that drop. And then again. So it's this continuous fire. What fuels a fire like that? Your heart. So I need to quote Esther Perel on this, who is an amazing uh, Belgian sexologist who specializes or has specialized and speaks a lot about infidelity, about affairs, how do you recover from that. And the extension of that is how do you prevent something like that? How do you stop that? Essentially, you can't. But one of the most important factors that she talks about that makes a relationship more bulletproof, let's say, (laughs) for want of a better expression, you make your partner important. What does this mean? It means that love is a practice. Your relationship is a practice. So what does that really mean? It means that every single day you spend time on your relationship and on your partner. Expressions of love, expressions of togetherness, of intimacy, of pleasure, in whatever way it is that you do that. And in the same way that you brush your teeth every day, we hope. And you exercise because it's good for you. And you eat healthy food because it's good for you. You do something in your relationship and in your pleasure life every single day. And then it becomes a practice. Fuck yeah. And you would be amazed at how your relationship changes because you become really important to each other. So think about the fact that we spoke about this at the talk last night. There are certain practices in your business that you do every single day. You answer your business emails. You do whatever Meetings, it is that you do in your business, whatever it processes. is. Yeah, that you do every single day as a matter of course because that's how your business works. Take that same idea and put it in your relationship. How much do you do in your relationship every single day that is an expression of that? Now, levels of love go up and down. That's an absolute given. Levels of passion go up and down. Levels of desire go up and down. Levels of wanting to engage on deeper levels go up and down. So it's not always this incredible depth. But it's creating the connection every single day and making that a natural expression of where you are. So if you are in a space that has more fire, then you do that as an expression. And if it's more gentle, then that's what you do. And if it's simply, I am thinking about you and there is love in those thoughts, then that's the message that you send. And it's making your partner and making your relationship important. And that keeps that fire of desire from never going out. Mm. And it's not always this huge furnace because sometimes it's just this gentle, comforting warmth. But the fire doesn't go out. Because yeah. to, to, to create the fire is a lot of energy. Many times to pick mm. the ball, that's why um, as humans we use... Gifts, we use taking out for dinner, we use alcohol, 
we use all kind of substance to kind of get a quick, how do you call those white things you put in the fire to make it? Uh, fire lighters. Fire lighters. You know, you want the quick fire lighter because it's hard to start a fire, but if mm. the fire is there, and it reminds me of the sweat lodge sacred fire that mm. can't go, uh, actually it can't go out, so it can't go off. You, you're not allowing it to actually uh, be turned off. And this fire, when it's, when it's there, it's much nicer to start playing with it and then you add a twig. And thinking about, about what you said just now, Jonti, regarding the practice, then you start knowing what you don't know. Mm. When you actually, cause something happens when we are getting turned on and horny. We go into the bedroom expecting ourselves because we feel it, right? And many times, um, this horniness, can be not synced. A woman or, or just one of the partners can feel it in the morning. The other one feels it in the, after work. The other one feels completely worn out. And all these things, we're not synced with our partners when it comes to, to being sexually aroused. When this fire is going, there's so much more. We are much more connected. And then we can actually think, wow, what do I even do with it? What do I feel? There's a lot of many more hours in the day that I'm, I'm actually putting intention in my relationship yeah. and in this fire. What do I do? And then to be with the desire yeah, and that's, not, that's not having exactly to, to act on go it. anywhere with it, yeah. to feel it, to internalize it, to take it into you and enjoy it. When I started the journey with you and I heard a lot of other customers saying it, what do I do with it? All of a sudden this fire is awake mm. and you want to go and fuck the world. Honestly, and it's such a great liberating feeling, but you're like, okay, all of a sudden the questions come up, the moral, your values, <laughs> I don't have any, but you know, most people do. Um, is it good? And is it what? And, and one of the things that came, I think it was fourth or fifth session, John D, I remember it. You said to me, how about just enjoying it? And many men that I started working with after, not in a sexual level, but in a philosophical level was, how about you just enjoying your arousal? Just, Absorbing this deliciousness and not being conditioned to think you have to do something because you're, you have an erection or because you want to. Great. You want to. Maybe I'll want to too, but let's try and see if we can connect. Doesn't mean that because you're turned on and in how many movies and commercials we are being completely, I don't know. It's just a big lie. You know, the guy comes to the girl says, are you in the mood? And she kind of, you know, in the end agrees. And that's the message we're giving our kids that he will initiate it. She will kind of, you know, go with it instead of thinking, how can we keep this amazing energy between us all the time? Yeah. And that becomes a practice. Mm. And then you understand all of the different aspects of this energy. There's the fire and there's the sex and there's the sensuality and there's the connection and there's little touches and I have to tell you that learning to touch is one of the most important skills that people can learn and the ways to touch and the where to touch. That is not always about sex, but learning to touch from the heart and then to learn what the sensuality of that is, what the pleasure of that is. And that allows it to move into something sexual all by itself. But as soon as that goal of sex is there all the time, that's when we don't want to go there because here's a simple thing. When you start to understand that you are a sensual being, you have this whole body that is so much more than just your genitals. 
And I think also like that's one of the beautiful things that dancing gives you. Because you become aware of your whole body. And moving in it. Yeah. And how does it move? Being aware of how it moves is. What can I do with it? And you grow and you grow into that. So it's one of those amazing things that you get to have a whole lot better sex when you are exercising. When you are fit. (laughs) When When I look at these pictures, I'm like, wow. (laughs) What can you do, dude? Yeah. Where can you reach? Where can you not reach? <laughs> Where yeah. can I not reach? Exactly. Yeah. So I can bend. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. When you're meditating, you have so much better sex. When you learn to breathe, you have so much better sex. You know, there was a couple at a, at a workshop a while ago, and the idea of flexibility came up, and and his big thing was, when can she put her, her when when she going to get to the point where she can put her ankles behind her ears? Then I said, okay, so when she does that, what are you actually going to do with that that's different to what you're doing now? (laughs) Why? Five seconds is great when her legs are behind her ears. And he had no idea beyond, (laughs) I just really want to see. And then, what's he doing to match that? (laughs) And where's his skill to take that to a whole different level? He can make it three seconds instead of five. (laughs) Woohoo! Because he's so much more excited. (laughs) Yes. So it becomes such this entwined and amazing journey of learning and of growth. And the interesting thing then is it comes down to what kind of relationship is it that you actually want to have. And you need to be very conscious of this because it becomes a conscious choice that says, okay, what kind of relationship do you want to have? What kind of pleasure do you want to have? What kind of love? What kind of intimacy? What connection? And then being willing to do what you need to do to make that happen because it doesn't happen by itself. You know, I do yoga. I'm not going to touch my toes by thinking about it. I'm going to touch my toes by every day doing a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. So you look at the amazing things this guy can do on a pole here. It's started with little bits. That's it. And as you said just now, you learn something. And you practice it, and you practice it, and you practice it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it happens. And then you've got it, and it's like, wow, this amazing feeling. Yeah. So exactly the same principles can apply we go. in your and, sexual life. And then that opens the door to something and else. You. And because then you've got to step it up because you want to explore the next level. That's it. Mm. And it's this constant, amazing expansion. And the principle is exactly the same. So here's the interesting thing about this. Nobody teaches us this about relationships. And nobody teaches us this about sex. And the idea and the expectation is it's all going to happen by itself. What is going to happen by itself is kind of the simple biology of this goes in here and we kind of wiggle it around a bit and that's what happens. If that's what sex is for you, you are wasting your time. Do it by yourself. (laughs) And probably have more fun <laughs> today in this world of of repeating what you know of in front of porn you know you just you masturbate with porn you have sex machines that are really supposed to from flashlights to the new the things we speak with Claire about all those yeah, new the technologies fucking the fucking machines and the robots and, and you're thinking why do I need interaction the reality is it will never get you fulfilled you'll feel more the human psychology can't cope the evolution of sex 
psychology hasn't changed in the last 30 years like technology has. We need connection. We need fulfillment. So all the smart asses sitting there and talking about, I don't need that. I have my, you know, I'm going to have just random sex or I don't need that. I'm going to be the, you know, the, 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 the stud that goes out there and just fucks for, you know, fucks whoever randomly comes out. And I'll do the same thing again and again. Or the chick that is also listening and saying, I don't need all this connection fulfillment thing. It's not a healthy, usually it's not a healthy idea not to have that connection. It can be a one night stand, but it can be connected and you can have fulfillment. You can real, really see how all these tools help you even in amazing sex parties or with people that are just, you're, you're literally just there for each other for sex. It can be connected. It can be intimate. You can have uh, similar love languages. You can learn amazing tantric or conscious sexuality exercises together. Doesn't mean it doesn't need to be connected. And that's the thing that for me, just it doesn't have to be in in, a, in any shape of of marriage or lifelong relationship or polyamorous or mon- monogamous, but fulfilled. You want to be fulfilled as a human. Yeah. And then we need to do what it takes to make that happen. We, yeah, and the, and the, and what it takes starts with you. Yeah. What do you want from sex and starting to ask the questions and knowing, not mm-hmm. knowing because you always say knowing is the opposite of learning, but maybe just starting getting tools. So here's an exercise for you. You want to do something practical? Here's a practical thing you can do. You make two lists. More or less 10 things on each list. And if you have five, it's fine. And if you have 15, it's fine. What's important for you to give in terms of pleasure? And what's important for you to receive in terms of pleasure? First draft, throw away. That's like the knee-jerk stuff. Second draft, throw away. Third draft, you're getting more real. And then you need to be really specific. So I want to be touched. Okay, what does that mean? Because it's all very well for you to say to me, I want you to touch me, but what does that mean? Do you want me to hold your hand? Do you want me to touch your neck? Do you want me to touch your back? Do you want me to touch your toes? What do you want? And when you are clear on that, it becomes easier to share it with your partner or to say to somebody, so this is important for me in a relationship. This is what I want. That's cool. Rain, we wish you just so much luck and so much pleasure and fun with all of this. And please let us know because it is going to happen. And that's really awesome. ABC party is anything but clothes. So? So a porcupine outfit is (laughs) ABC. Just without the pedophiles. There we go. And that's it. So you can put a box. Cookie monster is... Working as well, just as good. <laughs> so that's absolutely fantastic. Um, so some interesting things coming up. Two amazing experiences this week: a water flow massage with incredible touch on Tuesday night, and a water flow sound journey on Thursday night. The first one that we did was mind blowing. So we are doing it again, and it doesn't matter about the weather outside. The water is thirty-seven degrees. It's like this amazing, magical little womb. So, absolute magic. Go to www.eroslife.co.za. All of the information is there.
Thank you for being with us this Thank morning. Thank you again for having me. And again, for people who wants to support, it's on our Facebook page. John T just shared it. It's um, the the link to go for that uh, crowdfunding help Rain get to the world championship and become the first South African pole dancer uh, champion. So it's on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Absolutely. We wish you all so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.